relationship-wise, like you feel like you were primary, but now you're secondary because she's trying to grow these two babies that she's just started. So, you know, you sometimes feel like I sometimes feel like I was just put on the side, but I'm like, you know what? I this is this is what she wants as her dream. So I'm gonna try to do my best to step aside and not catch any feels. But you catch feels, you get angry, and that's how it goes. Happy Tuesday, and thanks for tuning in again to another Poolside Podcast episode. This is number 97, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. The clip you just heard is from our two guests today. We are still in February, which means this is still part of the couples series that I'm doing. Um, What I love about talking to Christine and Les, why I even had them on the podcast is to bring a different perspective. I feel like most of the couple interviews I've done are couples who either own their business together or both are entrepreneurs. And so um, Christine and Les, Christine is a full-time entrepreneur um, with two businesses and Les has a quote unquote traditional job um, with a small side hustle business. And so what Christine and I really wanted to talk about was how that affects a relationship and the dynamics that go on within a household when one person is self-employed and the other person isn't. And why I really liked it is because that is what my situation is like, where I am the one that is self-employed and Chris is the one that um, goes to a normal, again, quote unquote, normal job. And so it was a great conversation between them Um, I know both of them from the fitness community in Calgary. Christine is a motivator at YYC Cycle and Les instructs at Undercard Boxing Studio. And so that's why I know them both. Um, I've known them for a couple of years. So it was great to have them on and interview them together. I always find it interesting to just listen to a couple's dynamic, um, especially when I only know them really from fitness and not personally. And so that was very interesting for me. Um... Christine is the founder of Enlightened Benefits and LifeLit, as well as the spin instructor, like I mentioned, and Les is a financial controller as well as a small business owner. Um, Obviously, they're both very, very busy with all the things that they're doing, but they are both motivated, which we discuss on the podcast for how they schedule their time and make sure that they spend enough quality time together, even though they have lots of other things that they could be doing. They both described the transition and experience of Christine starting two businesses within a nine month period, what the challenges were and what tensions that created within their relationship, but also how they have been able to work through them and the growth and communication that has resulted from it. They discussed the importance of communication. We actually really talk about all aspects of communication. So not only with business and finances, but also like energy levels, expectations within the relationship and values of each person. Um, Like I said, it's a great interview and episode. I really connected with it. I think it's very interesting. And I think a lot of what they talk about doesn't just apply to a relationship with an entrepreneur, but also just relationships in general. I think everyone can improve their communication and scheduling and organizing. Um, So I think everybody will be able to take something out of it. So with that, let's just jump into it because it is kind of a long one um, because we just have so much to talk about. So let's get into it. Here is Christina Les. Let's start with both of you can introduce yourselves. So who you are and what you do. Well, I'll go first. Uh, hi, I'm Les. <laughs> um, I uh, am a financial controller at a small renovation or luxury renovation company by day, and then I do teach um, uh, group fitness boxing um, at Undercard Studios. And I also um, have a small e-commerce gig um, side business that uh, you know that also takes up my time. <laughs> so yeah, fine. 
And my name is Christine Leskin. I, well, first off, I'm a group benefits um, advisor and I have my own company called Enlightened Benefits Consulting. Um, I have a second business called Lifelet Corp. Uh, it's a bracelet company um, that I have had uh, just for a year now. And then for my third job, <laughs> I'm a spin instructor um, at YYC Cycle uh, in Calgary here. So between the two of us, um we have six jobs yep wow not yeah <laughs> at all it's a lot going on a lot going on and that is why we're doing this interview now <laughs> true um and so we we won't get completely into what you do christine i was just looking to see what episode we did our last interview and it was actually February 19th last year. So it's almost a year. It'll probably be a year exactly when it comes out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it was episode 39 for anyone who wants to really get to know Christine, but we're here more to talk about the relationship and working with life and business as entrepreneurs. So Christine, do you want to start and um, talk about when you decided to become a full-time entrepreneur, what that transition was like and how it affected your relationship, um, from your side. For sure. So, um, so both businesses, they were kind of separated. They both didn't start at the same time. So I actually, um, it's actually coming up to my two year mark of being a full-time entrepreneur. So it was actually February, 2018, what ended up happening. I, I ended up losing uh, my job for for like a couple of reasons, um, and at that point it was you know what what do I do next? And even prior to taking that job, I was considering um, actually going out on my own. So it really geared me um, to consider that as well as because I was leaving, um, had some savings. It was just set up for me financially to really consider it. Um, Les and I had talked about it and what that would look like. I was very excited. Uh, so February uh, 2018, I started really researching um, what like my, my company name would be, what my brand, what I my values, all of that, and um, started developing um, my brand, um, my website, my materials, and everything. And officially came out to the public with that in March 2018. Um, the transition at the beginning was difficult. Um, you know, when, when you develop a brand, there was a lot of, you know, from end to end of, you know, what are my values and, 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 and what do I want to actually show the world? Um, you know, what, what makes me different than another consulting house? How do I want to make that website? Just like, and then the, t the, the technology behind it, like, how do I make a logo? Um, you know, you can go out and find individuals to go and do those things. But at that time, you know, I took it upon myself to learn. And so making logos and, and colors and all of that kind of stuff. Branding was a, a huge transition for me and many hours of figuring that out before I launched. Um, and then once I launched was propelling forward of, OK, finding clients and then going right into, um, you know, that prospecting transition and, um, you know, how it affected our relationship, you know, when I launched that company, it, it was exciting because again, I had like some financial backing. Um, it was exciting in that fact. Um, but yeah, I think it's exciting for that first one. It was the second one that got scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's when I started Lifelet. So the thing is, is that um, with, in, with Enlightened Benefits Consulting, it's it's a business that other businesses do. And I, I, I'm just be, trying to figure out what makes me different. When I created Lifelet Corp, um, because it's a bracelet company and it's a different type of bracelet, um, it's very customized, was really wrapping my head around um, the product. Like I had to, to learn you know, how to manufacture it. I had to um, learn how to use a laser engraving machine, um, how to create like a shopping um, website for that, how that would work, um, how to market that. that. That's marketing very differently. 
um, that was a lot scarier because there was more of a financial investment into it. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to like, um, being a consultant broker, you know, you make your website and you do all of this, but it's, it's consulting broker work. It's more that you're getting paid for your services. Um, when you're selling a product, it's completely, it's a completely different business. You know, you're, yes, you're investing into the website, but, you are now like I had to invest into a massive machine, um, the product, the packaging, all of that kind of stuff. So there's so much front end costs and that's scary. And I think for us there is that I started one business and it was going for nine months before I started considering the second business and it went really fast. Now that we look back, I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I did that. But uh, the the differences between the business I had one thing that I was very used to so mm-hmm. that was that was exciting it was a second business that got scary because it was very very new for me and it was a huge learning curve and that obviously had its impacts on our relationship and we can talk about that um yeah yeah um sorry go ahead do you have any follow-up questions or um, I was going to actually say Les can kind of explain um, from his side and then we can get into like between the two of you what the experience was like um, as a couple. So um, and Les, because you also have the side hustle business as well, which my apologies that I didn't include in the questions, <laughs> but that's all good. It's not it's not it's not nearly as as uh, as as important <laughs> as what she's doing, so it's it's all good. It's uh, it's really just a, a small side thing. But to talk on that for a second, I've learned from Les's business um, because you know he was doing this on the side. There was some some technical stuff that he was learning and researching, which then ended up helping me understand um, how my marketing and what I'm doing um, on my website, like the way you buy that actually affected the way, like the way he was doing and the research he was doing, um, how I ended up changing things at my end. Very true. So what, right. what I mean by that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, like mm-hmm. you, so what Les does is he has products that he fulfills, but he has like a full fulfillment center. He doesn't ha- actually hold any products. Um, however, when like when he creates an advertisement, somebody can go right to that ad and be able to purchase right away. When I first started um, my LifeLit business, the way somebody purchased, it wasn't as easy as that. And it was a little bit more cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would notice that he would be able to, you know, gain that attention right away. And I would attract that attention from an advertisement. But because of the way people were ordering, it was really affecting if they would continue with that order. And yes, maybe they had the int- intention to come back, but it, like anything, sometimes you forget whatever that might be. And so it was learning off what he was doing and how do I actually gain that attention and just get people to purchase it and then make choices later. Right. Cause did you, like, I've seen your whole process, so I know how intense it is. So have you changed since you've started the buying process? Like if people design the bracelet, are you saying that they would design it and then buy it, but now you're doing it like the other way around? Yes. Majorly. Majorly. So um, what some people don't know is that when I started the company, um, you know, if you hadn't been on this, the website for the first few months, first few months is that you would go on. And so how the bracelets are, just to quickly summarize, is that you pick symbols to be engraved on there and you had picked up to 16 symbols. Now, um, before what you had to do, and I, and I paid thousands of dollars for this, um, f- for this customization, is that you would go on, you would pick all the symbols you wanted for your bracelet and then what color of the bracelet and what size. And then... Um, <laughs> From that point, uh, that would be put into like a bundle, and then you could do that all over again if you wanted to get multiple bracelets. Yeah, and that needed like a custom developer to 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 make that actual module for that for that uh, checkout. Yeah. So. So what I learned <laughs> was, um, and this is like from my friends and like from the communication I was receiving back is that uh, individuals really loved going through that process of, you know, what is important in my life and what do I want on there? But what they kept telling me is it takes time. And then it just clicked that I I need people to have that time and I can't lock them on a website and I need them to have the opportunity to step away and come back and forth from it. 
And so I got rid of that entire process. <laughs> and so now you go online, you select um, the color of the bracelet you want, the size you want. And then once you purchase, you can either download, um, it's a fillable PDF right online, um, or it just, it gets actually sent in your order confirmation. And then from that point, you fill that out and you send it when you're ready. So some people want to print it off so they can actually have a physical copy in front of them. Some people want to be able to go back and forth and type it and save it and send it. But it gives people the opportunity to, if they saw the advertisement, yes, I want that. I, I can take my time choosing and come back to it. And it like, honestly, if it wasn't for Les and his one business and for me seeing how his advertisements were actually working, I think it would have taken me longer to actually figure out how I need when and how to make that change. Right. And that also is super helpful. And a lot of people don't even have that um, to even have someone to just talk about that, like talk through it and be like, is this working for you? How do I make this work for me? Kind of thing. Exactly. I guess I was a little bit more valuable than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and so Les, from your perspective, um, walking through kind of the timeline that Christine mentioned, what was your experience like? Um, because you, besides the smaller side business that you have, you were working a normal, like going to work, coming home kind of thing. So what was that experience like as she transitioned from the one business and the starting the second business? Um, just give us your full rundown. Well, it, uh, like she said, um, at first when she started the inline benefits, uh, I knew that she was really good at, at what she did and that was her, that was her realm and she's been doing it for probably a decade now. So with that, I was actually kind of excited because she can, she, she can have her own thing and she can get her own clients instead of having, you know, to filter it through a, a, a company or, or whatnot. So I was, I was very excited about that. Um, like she said, it was just maybe, you know, three or four months that LifeLit came into play. Um, and, and just like how she said, it was, it's a totally different thing. She hasn't, um, uh, we haven't either, haven't had uh, experience with a customized bracelet, let alone jewelry. So that there was a little bit of uh, an unknown there. But, you know, it's, it's something I thought is, is exciting because, it's customizable and, and there's nothing like it. Um, but you know what I mean? Like as, as, as we just went on, there was a lot of moving parts. So I think when that, um, you know, started to happen, when things start to change and, you know, there's a lot of challenges, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. Um, that's when it became a little bit more stressful. Um, in regards to like the nine to five, it really didn't <laughs> really affect me because I was just going, I was going to work and she was doing her thing. Um, I think what I'd like to address here is that a lot of people think that just because you work from home, like you can just easily get a coffee and just chill. But I don't think this was the case at all. And and I just want to let people aware of that. Like there'd be some times that Christine would just work and I'd be like, hey, did you eat lunch? <laughs> you know, she hasn't given any lunch. Like, did you have water? Did, there, did you use the washroom? And she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> There was a point in our relationship when I started LifeLit and we joke about it like with some close friends, but like I'm at a point that I have no problem letting that out now, but there was about two months when I first started LifeLit that not only changing the ordering, um, you know, really getting into like this laser machine. There were so many things that I was focusing on mm -hmm. and I would be up at seven in the morning and like working to like one or two, working off five hours of sleep and less, less felt so bad for me. He would come in the room and slide over like a sandwich or some water. Um, there was a couple times he would look down while I was working. He's like, I think it's, uh, I think it's time for a shower. Hun. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So like the long hours and like having her, having her work through a lot of um, those things as a, as like a, a newbie entrepreneur, um, you know, like I, relationship wise, like you feel like you, you were primary, but now you're secondary because she's trying to, grow these two babies that she's just started so you know you sometimes feel like I sometimes feel like I was just put on the side but I'm like you know what I this is this is what she wants is a dream so I'm gonna try to do my best to step aside and not catch any feels but you catch feels you get angry and that's how it goes oh yeah and in reality he was being put put aside as I was trying to figure it out 
And it's, it's not like that's an, something I wanted, but you know, as you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it calls for it. It's expected. It has to be expected. And like, as long as it's not something, what we've learned is it's not like a constant calling for it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, that's something that you, we, we couldn't do forever, but we knew at the beginning, like there was some things and then a ton of things kept coming up. Um, it, it was difficult, like, and it was difficult on my energy. It was difficult on my, um, you know, uh, energy, but like, even just like my health, just trying to get through it. And then it really, really poked at Les's patience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, but to, but to just come back to the point, I think the biggest transition was, you know, that feeling of being, Hey, I'm number one right now in your life. And then it's like, now you have these two things and it's like, um, okay, I'll just be over here. You know, like that's your, your, your kind of second, which, which is kind of what I'm trying to, to put out there. Right. And I think, um, that's something people don't think about because entrepreneurship usually because of social media and everything that it all seems like glamorous that now like you're at home and now you can, now you have all the time in the world and you're so flexible. And so I think people forget, um, not only that that's not true for the person starting the business but also that the person in the relationship is affected um because of all that time that's spent yeah mm. it's almost as if they are working from home they're going to work from home more they're going to work more yeah totally um and actually listening to you both talk about that i have two things that i want to talk about that weren't initially on the question list um and the first one is about communication and so have you found that the way you communicate and your ability to communicate has changed over this time period since obviously there was more serious things to talk about that was affecting both of you? Uh, majorly, I think. Yeah. Um, the communication wise, it's, I think there's way more communication now because you, you just want to, you want to, you want to know what's always going on. For me, I always, I always want to know like what's going on in her day. So I don't try to bombard her with something or it's like, Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? But it's like, if she has like a really, really full plate, then you learn how to back off. So communication is, is huge. And I think there's the change is major, but I think it's towards more communication. And I think through, through that communication, um, we've learned, we actually went through this exercise together, you know, um, I would say about nine months ago where we tried to understand each other's values so we went through this like this process and um, through that, we were like, okay, so we want to communicate better. We need to understand, you know, what you value, what I value. We found some differences um, and not saying either of them are right or wrong, but that we, we, we saw the differences and what we needed to do within our relationship to support each other. And so then that communication became key, um, like to make sure that, okay, so I know he values, you know, A, um, to make sure that I'm communicating this as well. Um, cause sometimes it had to do with, you know, financial stuff or whatever that might be, um, you know, hanging out with friends and, you know, from that, that was a side of communication or and, and organizing our life. But that was again, hitting on communication, you know, Les and I are very social. We've, we've, we've got a lot of friends. We've got a lot of work. Um, but even like through the fitness community and, and, and constantly doing like fitness and, um, family, we've got a lot of family stuff. It, it, it does take a lot of our time. And so communicating when things were going to be happening and not just like this week, you know, over the next month, if there was something like the further he could tell me something, the easier it was for me to make sure I had room for that. Mm -hmm. Um, that was an adjustment in the fact of just calendar. Like if, if he wanted to do something tonight, um, there's going to be like a, 50 50 chance that yeah. we can because <laughs> another thing um and it's still something we're working on still it's but it's gotten so much better yeah, yeah. but you know and it, it sounds really silly but like when are we when are we going to clean the house or when are we getting groceries or like is it something that i can do versus he can do and when you've got a lot going on um with entrepreneurship stuff you've got to have your downtime and then, you know, we, we've got to have our fitness time. Um, and then we've got our, our work time. And then we've got our just getting life stuff time mm -hmm. and we have two dogs. So we also have that it's, it's figuring that all out. 
And communication, and I'm glad you brought that up, is kind of the pillar of everything, everything. right now. That's, we kind of skipped a lot of questions. But <laughs> that's that's <laughs> actually yeah. what we've really learned from it. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, obviously communication is the pillar of all relationships, but I think a lot of people don't end up working on it if it if you don't have to you know I feel like it's one of those like things where it's easier to just avoid than really like dive into because it can be hard and so I think especially in entrepreneurship and when there's like like you said life involved that you don't have a choice um so I think it's beneficial for people and their relationship as a normal relationship probably wouldn't even get to where you guys are with your communication yeah we we were forced and if the thing is, is if we aren't getting it, it's going to end up into an argument. Um, so we've learned to communicate, but through that, there was a lot of patience um, that we had to exercise with each other. Like for me to hear what Les was saying, uh, Les to like feel what um, and hear what I'm saying. There was a lot of patience as well that had to be developed um, rather than, you know, day to day, you can, everything's great versus well, not always everything's great, but <laughs> entrepreneurship, like things are coming at you all the time, very differently. Totally. And the second thing I wanted to just mention um, is talking about finances, because I feel like money is a make or break for probably most relationships. Um, and because same thing, it's something that comes up and it's something you have to talk about when one person has a steady income and the other person doesn't. Um, how have you guys learned to talk about money specifically and being able to work that out as a couple? Um, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> that has been the next thing. Yeah. That's, that's, been... that's another, when you, in your questions, you're asking about like, you talk about challenges. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Um, I know Christine said that, yeah, you know, she did start off with some savings but that savings can go away really, really quick once you start your businesses. Um, it, either it be from you know purchasing equipment, uh, pur purchasing stationery, all that, all that stuff adds up. So finances is is, is is a huge thing, and it you know what being an entrepreneur, your finances will take a hit. You just have to adjust. Um, adjust meaning, um, you know, you got to cut out things that. What's important? Yeah, you got to cut out things that are, are not as important. You got to cut out the you know, um, just just the the spending that sh that that wouldn't build your business or that is not a necessity. And the funny thing within our relationship, you know, when Les and I first started dating, I had a job and I made a very very good um, salary and and so within our relationship, I was kind of um, what would you say like like. I, I I had a lot of flexibility and freedom when it came to, to, to finances. And then, you know, you want to fast forward years later, like it was a lifestyle change. It's huge, huge so. swing, a very huge swing. Cause now, um, I'm the, like, I, I, I struggle sometimes, um, within the months of, okay, where am I? And am I going to be okay? Versus before, like I was totally fine with, you know, making yeah. purchases and like really didn't give too many thoughts on things. But I, I will say this personally, because I've gone from, you know, it, it, it didn't really matter to a place that I really have to be thoughtful and mindful of what I'm doing is I've really liked um, that transition. And I've actually been able to um, mentor other people, talk about it because I went through that transition and, you know, from, um, you know, minimizing within my own home, I started going, what's actually, what's, what actually matters, um, minimizing my wardrobe, becoming a smarter shopper, um, you know, changing things when it comes to like interest rates financially, what's important to me budget wise, and that, that minimizing in my life I had to do, but that transition was really actually cool. And it's changed my mindset in the fact I know what's really important to me now. Like when I look back and I had that big, huge job and I was chasing everything, um, you know, it, it was great. But at the same time, I didn't really give all the thoughts. And I, I sometimes look back and be like, darn it, I could have had so much more savings. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that touching on that, it's it it was it was a lifestyle change. Um, you know, we, we were both making, we were both uh, have a steady income, so you know we can plan the trips, we can we can be spontaneous, we can go on those dinners, we can we can you know buy buy more clothing, even just yeah. anything like that, buy more alcohol. I'm not an alcoholic, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean is just like purchases that you wouldn't think twice about you can do but once you get into the two the two uh, businesses and once you get into entrepreneurship that changes quite quick and I think that was that's one of one of the biggest challenges is that that change you know you're used to um, you're used to being uh, spontaneous you're used to planning the trips and now it turns into okay so where can we where can we save a little bit and the trip to now, the trips that we're planning is when are we going to Costco? <laughs> <laughs> but the trips are smaller. Like this, this summer yes. we went, um, we went to Vancouver and we ran a half marathon together. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the seaweeds, the Lululemon seaweeds, and it was a weekend. Um, so we you know, managed to get, we managed to get out and we managed to to make it work. Yeah, it, we went with friends. It was, but it, I felt personally, and I'm not sure about you, but mm. I felt it was more valued it was you took it yeah you it meant it meant it was more important because it wasn't just like off the whim it's like okay yeah let's book that trip put on my card it was like can this is something that we need to actually plan around yeah in order for it to make happen so you valued a lot more than just saying okay well we're going on this all-inclusive trip whatever like it's it was it, it I think you, in the perspective, you see it a little bit more valuable than just it does being, being it. able to be like, just being able to throw, throw a card down and say, Hey, let's, we've booked it. Yeah. I think it, it, it's not only changed my mindset for the fact I, I'm the one that went through that financial swing, but you know, that impacted less than I, because, you know, we had to work on patience and communication. So from that, he had to understand where I'm coming from and then make some shifts on his end. And so I think that's kind of changed his mindset and which is kind of cool, you know, um, not all entrepreneur stuff is negative. Some of the stuff that you go through is very, very difficult, but, um, as a couple, when you do go through it, it like really makes you feel a lot closer and a lot more connected, um, because you're going through like anything in, in, in life, when you go through struggles, it makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're getting through these things, um, and finding your way together, it just makes you feel so connected. It's not, it's not easy. And it, it, You'll fight for yes. sure. <laughs> it's, there will be arguments. Like half an hour ago. But it's true. I actually was just listening to a podcast today um, with a, a guy that started a company in the state somewhere. And he said that entrepreneurship is hard and why would anyone want to do it but he said like the most interesting thing about it is to see what kind of human being you come out mm-hmm. on the other side as as opposed to like the success of like the money or whatever it's really like the transition as a person that's the most exciting and thrilling for being an entrepreneur very well, much one thing that just popped into my mind really quick here is sometimes I can I see her doing all these good things and I see all of the you know, the content content that she's putting out and I see all of her engagement on all her, uh, from her friends and all her photos and people talking about, you know, LifeLit and, and, and people saying, hey, wow, she's running both businesses. There's a little bit of like envy too. So it's just like, ah, oh, like, why do you, you know, like, how can you, how can you do this? I want a piece of the pie. I want to be able to, you know, um, have my own businesses and, and do the same thing, um, you know, and it's, there's, there's a little bit of jealousy there, but you learn how to curb it really fast. <laughs> Totally. I think that's interesting, actually, because I'm sure like Chris obviously isn't on this call, but I'm sure he would actually have a similar opinion to that because all the attention goes to the person that's like doing all these things and making it so public as opposed to the person that's just like, yeah, like I went to work today, guys, <laughs> like I'm still here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, um, the one thing is like, those are my moments of celebration because the in-between is what's difficult. And I know less now when you know, my life lit will blow up because of, you know, individuals sharing stories and how it's impacted them, or I'll get a certain email, whatever that might be. You know, one of the things less before, and this is where a lot of his 
almost like envy was coming in is he would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of brush it off. But he, um, I've noticed that when I do share these stories with him, he celebrates it with me more now um, because the envy is kind of gone. He knows, you know, what I'm going through and he knows how important it is for me to celebrate those. Cause that's, you know, that's the purpose of what I'm doing. I, I didn't start businesses for the fact of like, you know, I want to make a zillion dollars. Um, it's because I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in the impact that it can it have, and I'm waiting to almost receive those responses. And when I do get, finally get them, uh, or I get a ton of them, like Christmas was amazing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I cried a lot with like emails and things like that, but it's, it's really nice to, be, to see like his transition of, you know, celebrating with me mm-hmm. now versus brushing it off. That's, that's a change. And, and that's the growth, right? Like you, in the, in the beginning stages, it's like, oh, it's like you're, you, you put all this work in and, and, and you don't see anything. And so you're already in this negative mindset where it's like, when, when someone does compliment you, you're like, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Like it's, sure. it's, it should be, it should be bigger. It should be more massive. It should be growing quicker. Um, but I think I trend, I, I, that level of growth I went through, it's like, no, she's, it's, it's not about the, the paper chase for her. It's about, um, hitting the hard for her. And it's about, you know, like celebrating everyone else's experiences. So once I got past that, then, you know, it's, I started celebrating with her or instead of celebrating against her. I, guess. <laughs> I don't think you were celebrating no. against. I just don't. Well, I was, Sometimes I don't think I'd you were a jerk, but, <laughs> but that's the envy, right? Like it's like you're you have your own it's thing, that, it can settle in. and I'm just like, hey, I, I kind of want that. I want I want I want the attention because everybody at the end of the day, everybody everybody at some uh, some extent craves attention. Everyone wants to feel validated, and that's and that's and that's how that's how I think you're feeling. That's how that's how you're getting your validation. I'm like, hey, I want some too. So I'm like in the corner. I'm like, my pay attention, yeah, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's a big piece for sure. The, the jealousy and and, and the, I wouldn't, yeah. it didn't. Thank thank goodness it didn't get out of hand. But. I don't think it really helped though because of the overcoming I had to do at the beginning, specifically with Lifelit. Um, the overcoming with Lifelit, it was um, this jealousy stuff would come in if a lot during that time too, and it, I think there was a mixed emotions versus you know he would watch me work for hours and um, get through these and you're not getting a lot of attention. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I I would get something and then I, but it changed. But it also came at a time where um, the business that I started, started to dwindle. So the life cycle of my business was if you had this product and it was new on the market, that's when it would be hot. Everyone wanted it. By this time when she, um, you know, started, uh, life lit my stuff starts to die down so hard and so when she started her started to hype up I'm like oh like it's just a it was like a double negative for me. <laughs> so, it's, so I mean it could be situational yeah yeah right totally but just like giving thoughts that people wouldn't think of again um being in a relationship in this situation exactly. for sure um communication you know going back when we're we're talking about the financial impact as well one of the things that I learned and wish I had done because I went through the um minimizing through the relationship um if I was going to get give any advice for somebody that was starting to become an an entrepreneur is to actually minimize in your life before you start Mm -hmm. so do that right right away so start consolidating things like figure out how to minimize as as much as possible um, I'll give you an example of why, um, you know, I, I did a lot of things, but I had, um, you know, six months before signed a new, like new lease for my car, uh, for another like four years. And I wish I hadn't, um, because, you know, in, to get out of the lease and do all of that, it's, it, it's going to cost a ton of money. And I do need a car for all the things that I'm doing. So I wish I had made a little bit more of a change of, you know, maybe not this fancier car something a little bit more lower end something on that line but I wish I had put yeah. some thought then but in hindsight you didn't know because you're yeah. still you were still at I, I didn't know working. this was gonna mm-hmm. cost me so much with some of the changes and then you know it's a slow re- progression mm-hmm. to build a company and um 
again, going back to it, like just figure out how you can minimize um, because sometimes it, you might be stuck and you can't minimize certain things, yeah. uh, such as a vehicle. So that would be my first advice. Let's practice, like try, ease into it. Yeah, ease into it. And then even, um, you know, I'd, I'd started one business and then nine months later I started LifeLit. And, you know, looking back, I'm proud of both of them. But I wish I would have given Enlightened Benefits a little bit more time to grow because as soon as LifeLit started happening, I, I could, I had to stop prospecting as much for enlightened benefits. Kind of went on the back burner a little bit. It kind of went on the back burner, especially for the first like six months, because I was just trying to make things work with LifeLit and like breathe life into it. And again, if we go back, LifeLit was a company that I had to, in the, in, in the front, invest tons of money in, in the product, the machine, all of that. So I, I needed to get this working. Um, so not to mention the back end, like all the research, all the hours of research that you have to do. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so it, it I, I wish Enlightened Benefits, I'd given it more of an opportunity to build so that financially I had more of uh, something on the back. Because when you have prospecting clients, that that um, time of prospecting to finally getting them, like that's a very long time period. Um and I wish I'd given more time with that so that I had a little bit more of a financial backing per month. And I wish I would have minimized at the beginning versus going through it, um, it while it was happening. Yeah. 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 I think those are really good points. And just one more thing about financial stuff. When you guys um, have these conversations, do you have like, do you sit down monthly and talk about a budget? Do you bu do budgets together? Like, what does the, like, practical side of um, working through finances together look like? It's kind of sporadic, actually. Um, it's... I think it's, it's weekly check-ins, but it's, it's not, like, on a day, but it's day. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not really formal, and it's... We don't really create... Um, I know Christine has a budget. Um, I like spreadsheets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I'm, I'm an accountant. I should like spreadsheets, but... <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Personally, on my end, I'm constantly looking that uh, like money going in and money mm -hmm. going out and all of that. I have to. Um, and yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but that's something I think a couple should do if one of you are guys, one of you are trying to um, start your own business, is to have that forecast and have different scenarios of what it could look like or where you because it'll that'll show you 100% where you need to downsize at that very very moment. I think that would have been really, really helpful at the time if mm -hmm. we just had, hey, here's this forecast. This is what we think. Here's on the low end. Here's on the high end. What can we, what can we, you know, like minimize a little bit more just to, 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 to ease the pain a little bit? Yep. Or possible pain. Possible pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. No, I think that's, especially when you have it together too, because even it makes it easier and your relationship is better if you're cutting back together as opposed to being like, okay, Christine, like you can't spend any money, but less you can buy whatever you want because you still have like an income, you know? So I think it's important for it to be not equal, but have that conversation that it's, you're in it together. True. Exactly. And, um, you know, going through like not talking about budgeting and stuff, but like when we were, when we have to figure out what's important to us, it really like such a bonding thing, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, what events are we going to and what's, you know, what's important in our house and what are we going to bring in um, rather than always that knee jerk reaction, which I think I really had before um, and you did a little bit, but in regards to what, you know, getting whatever we wanted. Oh, yeah. It, 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 or it, saying yes to everybody. <laughs> like, hey, you want what are you doing this day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we stretch ourselves so thin and that you can't do that. You need to find time for each other. You need to find time for yourself and you need to find time for your business. Yeah. So not only um, would I recommend organizing your finances and what it, what's important to you and minimizing there is also finding what's important to you with uh, uh, your lifestyle and like your friends and like how much do you want to be committing to stuff, you know, um, 
you know, during our weekends, we'll, you'll usually say like yes to one friend thing and yes to one family thing. But in, in between there, we don't want to be saying yes to everything because we really could. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to say, say no. Sometimes, you know, when we do say no, it, it creates a different question of, okay, so we are saying no. What can we do instead? You know, can we get a gift? When can we drop mm-hmm. that off? Because there's, there's little things that you can do in between, but figuring that out, because like anytime you're minimizing or organizing, it's not, it doesn't have to be a direct no, but it can be like, no, we're not going there, but this is what we can do otherwise. It's like, how many times did we say no to those guys? <laughs> okay, this one, should, this one should be a yes. This one's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, totally. Um, I like that. And especially just talking about it and deciding what to do together. Yeah, and so it's a lot of go ahead. sorry it's a lot of cumulative planning yeah <laughs> definitely um and from each of your perspectives what would you say you need the most from the other person to make your job and your life and your relationship easy um yeah just going back on it I think communication is key um communicating on you know if Christine tells me or, or communicates her energy levels, her, her workload, um, you know, those type of things or what, what she needs or she needs some downtime, then I know what to expect and I know what to bring. Um, I think that's huge because if I, if she has like low energy and I come in like super high strong with like three shots of espresso, she's going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I think communication is key. And I think organization, um, organization, m- most, I'm talking mostly of, you know, scheduling, like, like we just touched on, um, shortly there. It was, it was when, who, who we're going to hang out with, when do I have our downtime? Um, when do we have our snuggle time? When, when we're going to watch Netflix or when we're going to go groceries, it comes to those, it sounds, it sounds minute, but it, 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 those little, those little details make a, make a, it, it makes a big difference. So communication organization for me, is 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 massive and i would actually agree with the communication um massively and that comes in so many different parts um another thing for me that i i really need is patience oh yeah because there's there's so much on an entrepreneur's plate like we're not just thinking of you know i have this one task is i have this one task that has 10 other tasks to follow. And then those next 10 tasks have these possibilities that I'm thinking about. And that's just one lane I can, I can, I can talk about. Uh, But in the city of being an entrepreneur, there's like 50,000 roads and some of them are four lanes and it's, it, you're, you're constantly thinking of different things and the impacts of that, you know, my daily is, what am I putting on social media? And then what work am I having coming in? And what am I doing proactively for work? What am I planning ahead for the next month? And what am I doing for the next six months? And it's, it's a constant thing. And so, you know, as Les said, you know, sometimes my energy level is very, very low. And, um, you know, where I ask is to have patience with that and our communication will come into place. So he'll, like some days it's, I'll tell him I'm, I'm low energy or, you know, tonight I really just want to stay in. And, and sometimes less, you know, same thing. He's like, no, I'm feeling the same. Let's do something together. We'll stay at home. Let's go to bed early. Maybe we can plan something for tomorrow. What would that look like? And then sometimes he's like, no, I have a ton of energy. You know, I want to go and do the workout. I want to go and see these people, whatever he ends up wanting to do. And he just communicates and then go by all means, because I want to stay at home. He'll go and do it. And, um, you know, because he's having that patience with me and not expecting for me to come, um, because that was kind of something that we had to overcome is that I I can't do all of the things anymore. Sometimes he'll have more energy than me Mm -hmm. um, is to allow me to have my alone time to recharge yeah it's a good that's a good point the weekends like some we used to be able to it's like yeah let's party let's have some fun but now Dinners, it's like every, we were yeah, everywhere now it's like we need to we need to see what what events or what like if if we go out tonight how's that gonna affect your energy levels tomorrow and, and all and all that kind of thing and energy levels is huge because if you can't work you can't you can't put out content you can't you can't make product or you can't sell product 
yeah, it becomes just like a, a vicious circle if yeah. you don't be aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the same trajectory, what do you value the most in your relationship? Um, I'll go first. <laughs> sure. I, uh, I actually really, really value like the growth that um, we've had during this time. Um, it really, it's brought us a lot closer. I mean, uh, you can say a lot of people say we were best friends, you know, first, but it just, it brought us to closer to be even more best friends. It brought us closer to, to actually know what the other person is, is, is needing and, and where they need support. I think it's the growth. And I also think that the, the transition into entrepreneurship is what encouraged that growth. So without one, you're not going to have the other. So yes, it is. It was tough, but at the same time, it it encouraged the growth. And now that's what I value the most in this relationship. Um, thank you. Kind of tears got my all teary. Oh, come on, <laughs> sitting here with tears in my eyes right now. Oh, um, I agree with that. I think, I think for me, you know, Les and I. Uh, within our lives before we even we met, we've both been through a lot. Um, we both learned, you know, how to overcome. Um, I think that's one of the things I valued when we first started our relationship together, because I knew he was a fighter. And um, I think that's one of the things within myself. I'm a fighter. I can, I can push to over- overcome and figure it out. And I really love that about him. And, you know, since then, you know, it's a matter of overcoming, yes, but it's a matter of that overcoming being a unit. And that's been that growth that he's talking about is that we're growing together versus overcoming and growing separately. And it's, it's because of the entrepreneurship, some of this has like propelled us to do this a lot quicker mm-hmm. <laughs> than maybe some other relationships. But um, as, as, as hard as the struggles are and have been, um, I'm glad we've had them mm-hmm. because if we looked at a relationship a year ago versus where we are this year, it's, it's very different. Our, like even our arguments are different. They're, they're like five minutes long versus sometimes an hour. I don't turn into the Hulk anymore. <laughs> they're very different. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but that took a lot and that took a lot of work and that took, that took us being forced into situations that, we had to really look at and find a way. No, I love that. Um, and obviously you both are extremely busy. And so how do you disconnect and reconnect with each other? Um, going back <laughs> on schedules, we have a schedule. We have scheduled date nights. So there's certain nights that there, it's like, that there's no question that's gonna be our night. It's for sure we're gonna have some um, time downtime to watch Netflix or just to hang out, just to snack. And, you know, that's, and that's, that's the thing being organized, having a schedule is key. Um, we have two nights a week mm-hmm. that are for sure ours. Um, sometimes things will overlap, but again, this is where the communication comes in, but um, they, they are ours. And, and usually our, <laughs> our disconnecting is actual, actually Netflix snuggling with our dogs, hanging out with our dogs and snack time, all of that. We really do like staying in. Um, and then usually if we do go out, it's going to be with friends on the weekend. Sometimes we do have date nights. So well, like, when we're feeling very energetic. Yeah. Like we go out to do like locker room and stuff. And- oh, we love locker room. Yeah. And if there's anyone listening and that needs to be um, on a team with winners that constantly win at locker rooms, <laughs> We're that couple. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any buyers here. Yeah. It's so funny when we're in a locker room together. Like, Les and I, you know, we, we like playing. We have um, one of the other things we like to do with friends is not only go out, but we love having people over, going to other people's houses and playing board games. Um, Les and I have a really funny competitiveness with each other. When it comes to, like, sports activities, anything, we're always trying to beat each other. But 
yes, we're competitive, but we do it in a, like a, a fun and loving way. But like when we go in locked rooms and we get to be on a team together, it's like we're high-fiving each other. It's Les is my best friend. And I love doing those locked rooms with friends, but just going to send that out there again. If yeah. people need, need people on their team, we're here. Right. <laughs> Seems like we don't need anybody. <laughs> no, we want to join people's teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And so you mentioned what you like to do, but what would be your favorite date spot in Calgary if you had to pick one? I love Angie. Yeah, I'm all about that Korean food right now. It's so good. <laughs> Andrew is like, I would say Andrew is one of my favorite places to eat. Um, Les has an Italian place on uh, 4th Street that he really likes going to. Mercado? Mercado. Yeah. Um, we also like having um, tacos. Tacos at Native Tongues, yes. for sure. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Those are kind of our favorite places. Like, if we're going to go out, we're usually going to go out and eat. And if we're going to do anything, it's going to be usually, like, a locked room. We also like going to the movies. Oh, yes. But sometimes we're just, we're like, well, just Netflix it. <laughs> yeah, because we just fall asleep. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. No, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I think, didn't Andrew just close? I feel like they just closed. No. They did not. Yeah, I think they did. Oh, no. But we we were just there last month. Oh, no, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no I think. Darn. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to confirm, but I'm pretty sure they just closed. And so I, sorry. I think they're temporary closing or they're moving locations or something. But I think it closed. Because they, they moved once before, right? I believe they moved once before. They did. They were in a house somewhere else before. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm reading online due to heating issues or something. Go away. I have this spammy thing. Um, I think they're closed. Temporary. My heart hurts Just right temporarily. Now. I think it's a temporary thing. I hope it is. Well, I'm going to be getting off our podcast interview and googling this hard <laughs> yeah after this we'll all confirm what's yeah. happening with Andrew. um and a couple less questions if you could both give just one piece of advice for for a sex successful relationship um what would it be and not necessarily in terms of business but just um successful relationship in general um a huge huge one that we've touched on probably on every single question is communication. I think up the communication, just make sure you're very transparent with each other. Um, that way it's, 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 it's much easier. I mean, if you're working as a unit, then you'll, you'll, you'll rise as a unit, you'll fall as a unit, but as long as you're communi communicating, you'll be on that same level. And, and to talk on that, you know, we always, we always, like I hear it a lot that people are like, uh, best thing about any relationship is to communicate. It's, it's the how, when you're in it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the biggest thing that I find that when we're communicating is saying, you know, taking out, um, you know, all the emotion, all the emotions, the emotions are there and stating what your emotion is, but more being like logical and transparent that, um, you know, Hey, Les, I'm, I'm really tired today and I'm not feeling to do this. And then, that person responding to that with almost the same kind of communication. I find that we hear communication and it's just the how. And my piece of advice is when you get into the how and just to relate that again, just try to take your emotions out and, and, and try to explain it with detailing what the emotion is so the other person can hear you. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other side is that person taking it in that it's not an attack it's they're they're just trying to tell me where they are um, to respond accordingly so that they under that the other person understands that you get what they're going through, and and continuing to do that back and forth until you find that middle ground. Well, that way you will you will eliminate any or the possibility of resentment. So, really, communication's there, and 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 to take your emotions out of it, and just to logically talk through something can can eliminate a lot of resentment that can build. And, and like, 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 a, like a lot of relationship resentment is, is a killer for sure. And, and that's huge. Like sometimes we're, we're scared to say something to our partner 
the fact, you know, I, I don't want to cause a fight or where is this going to go? And, and maybe it's because of the way we're communicating, you know, it does cause fights. It, get, mm. it does get ugly. So sometimes people will close up and then that just, you know, um, that just creates something else later. Cause like, if you're not saying anything, it's going to come out in a different way. And so finding, um, a, like creating a safe space within your relationship to say like, this is, this is how I'm feeling. I need some help. Let's work through this together. And then the other person responding that it's not an attack and figuring it out and going back and forth. It just has to be a safe space. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's great advice. Um, last question, where can people find and connect with both of you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Les.Evangelista is my handle. Um, or you can come see me at the boxing studio on 10th Ave. Uh, my boxing name there is Less is More. I'm the shortest guy there, so <laughs> it's really easy to miss me. But just look down. Just look down. <laughs> uh, well, mine, um, so my personal one is Christine and then A-N-N-E. So that's Anne. So Christine Anne 403 is my handle on Instagram. When you go to my account, um, right on my profile, you'll see um, my handles for Enlightened Benefits, my handle for uh, Lifelet. And um, because we have two puppies, also the handle for my puppies account. <laughs> Although if you're on my personal account, you'll also see on my social media feed, uh, especially on my stories, you'll see puppies too. That's all that's on your story right now. <laughs> I didn't even know you had an official dog account. I'm going to have to follow it. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're, they're all linked there, though. Oh, you can see me on the paths I like running. So on the, is, is, is this called like, the river path? I don't think anyone's going to see you on the paths. You're that fast. No, I'm not. Yeah, he'll, just, he'll <laughs> run by you. You're like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, come run. Come run with us. Join the locker room with them. Go running with them. <laughs> If anyone yeah. needs some friends, Christine and Lester here. <laughs> yeah. We communicate well. <laughs> yeah. Better. Communicate yeah. better. Yeah. Amazing. Um, well, thanks so much for doing this and coming on together. That was great. Thank, thank you. you so much for the opportunity. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this whole episode. I hope you got a lot out of it and relationship tips and advice. Um, if you want to tell me what you loved about this episode, um, if you have anybody that you think would be great to be interviewed, I would love to hear from you. And if you could go over to iTunes and Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and leave a review and rate the podcast, that really helps. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My personal handle is almost famous with two Fs. And the Poolside Podcast is over at Poolside Digital on Instagram. And I will tune in with you next week. <laughs> <laughs>